Welcome back to Minor 16, the podcast where we love to talk about the business of YouTube. And if you're watching the podcast, you'll see that we've got Pete with us. Pete Matheson. Pete, how are you, my man? I am very well, thanks very much, guys. Hope you're doing well. Yeah, good. Good, 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 yes. And Alex, how are you keeping? Yeah, it's been another crazy week, but nothing... Nothing too bad. I mean, I've had all sorts of problems recently, right? But uh, this week is just just busy. Um, so before good. we just sort of wrapping off the last episode, before we get going on this week's items and bits we got to chat about, has anybody else nicked your content or have they all gone running scared for the hills seeing the mic that Alex brings out when people go no, nicking his yeah. B-roll? <laughs> no, exactly. No, my, uh, my, my tweet fam has, has been helping me and people are now scared of nicking my content. <laughs> <laughs> you obviously saw that, didn't you, Pete? Good. That was going on. I feel jealous. Like I, I'm not. I'm not big enough for people to steal my content. Yeah, I mean that's, that's like a milestone, isn't it? You just don't have time to check. <laughs> I'm sure then, people stole your content. Then I saw Alex getting onto Mister Who's the was it Mister Who's the Boss tweet last night with um. It takes I don't know 100 hours to edit the video, and Alex was saying, "Oh, same oh, that was it was just me. a joke." Yeah. <laughs> I was just a joke. I, yeah. I, was, I, was, I actually went on to watch a couple of his videos after that, and the editing on them is stunning special, isn't it? So, um, so we were just talking before we got recording that I am kind of, well, not the only iPhone user here, but the only solely iPhone user here, because both of you are You're double still dipping. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. I definitely am double dipping. I know Alex has an opinion about whether you should double dip or not, I think based on his last video that I watched. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at, at the moment, I am. I, I've got an iPhone 13 Mini just because of the the Apple Watch Ultra. But um, yeah. I, if it wasn't for the the watch, I would probably have got rid of that as well. But um, well, Android, I just, I just like to be a, in a. So if you got Garmin, yeah. would would that pair up with the Samsung? If you wanted to leave the Apple Watch, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's probably that Phoenix. That, that's what I'm like. Keen oh on yeah, the, the Phoenix yeah. Seven. That that looks amazing. Uh, but I've had you know, lots of people commenting. You know, be be careful what you wish for because, you know, as a smartwatch, the Apple Watch is better. Uh, but if you want, you know, purely for health tracking, exercise tracking, mm. then of course the Garmin will, will give you more and more, you know, better yeah. battery. So I think I might end up having, you know, as they say, double fisting, which which I don't know. <laughs> please don't, please don't demonetize. No, don't demonetize this podcast. We barely started. Uh, Once again, you know what I mean. You've wearing just me the title. For wearing me, for two watches. <laughs> we all know what this episode's going to be called. <laughs> We've been double fisted not... by Alex. <laughs> oh God! Yeah. And I see it. Is that an, Apple, an ultra? Is that, is that an ultra on your wrist? I see as well, there, Pete. I've got yeah, I've got ultra, and I've got a uh, week on the other. He is double well, fisted. See, you see, yeah, yeah he I is. <laughs> I couldn't do two watches. I did two watches for a while, and that's just yeah, it's painful just having two. Two things to look at and two things buzzing on your wrist at the same time. So, what do you use yeah, your watch I mean, for the I most? Think... Then, uh, what do I use it for the most? Yeah, just a bit of everything. In honestly, like, this is like one of the videos I've got coming out this weekend. Is um, like everything the Apple ecosystem can do. Hmm. So, I've literally had to go through like, okay, you can, um, you know, copy and paste and all those things, and you can control your Apple TV with your Apple Watch, and like, I've had to like go and buy there's boxes on the floor I had to go and buy the missing Apple products I didn't have because I didn't have an Apple TV before um, to go and make the video so I, I just use it for all sorts of things working out every single morning I do a workout on the watch 
that's really good and it's really accurate on there as well. Mm. Using Siri to like open garage doors and that kind of thing. So there's just little bits here and there. I, I probably use it the least for like actually notifications and maybe mm. a bit of telling time sometime. <laughs> you can do that? That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, you have to tell me what I mean, I'm gonna go the humble watch out series eight, but you have to I didn't know it told the time as well. But I was watching your video as well <laughs> last night, Alex. And kind of because when you got your watch last year, you were kind of all over it. It was the nuts. And and the last video, there's a little bit of ambivalence coming in as kind of a you know, there's a Yeah, few, my, my previous yeah, my, my four month or I think it was 120 days later or whatever. Uh, I already started to complain about the battery issues and I thought it was just me, to be honest. I thought maybe I got a bad unit. And I was seriously considering going to Apple and say, hey, something wrong here. But uh, as soon as I posted that video, you'd be surprised how many people out there are having those sort of issues. And it's not like consistently bad. Some weeks are great. Some some weeks are really bad. I'm putting it down to the fact that I use it a lot for sleep tracking. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of readings, right? If, you, if you're using it, it's constantly monitoring everything. Mm-hmm. So um I'm putting it down to that. And if I'm getting two days, maybe that's just what is to be expected. Because a lot of people say, oh, turn off this and turn off that. I'm like, I don't know. It's an $800 or even more, right? Um, watch. I, I don't want to yeah. turn anything off, right? I want to use everything. So um, it's, it's really difficult when a product does more than a day's worth of battery life. I'm trying to figure out when to charge it. Because every, every single day, if, you, if it's the day's battery life, you go to bed, you put it on the charger. Yeah. Maybe you get it off the charger before you sleep. And it's like super simple. You repeat every day. I'm in this like, I'm in like this battery fatigue area at the moment where I've got like the watch that does like two to three days. I've got this whoop strap that's meant to do five, does maybe three to four. I've mm. got an Aura ring, which does five. Then I've got my iPhone or my Samsung, which is like a day or a day and a half. And so I'm, I'm constantly finding that something's not got battery. And like yeah. I'm wearing my like the Aura ring. I've no idea if that's charged right now. I, I, I might be recording my stats. It might not be. Like, I've always yeah. wanted to talk to somebody. I mean, with those, they're, they're meant to be really good, aren't they? Mm. Which one? The ring, the ring. Or the, the, ring. Or the, or the... <laughs> <laughs> the rings, yeah, rings are really, really good. And I've, I've found it useful for, um, like, sleep tracking is really good on it. And um, just like your, your, like, vital statistics. I remember using this. I was, in a, I was in a hotel for work one day, and I was coming down with tonsillitis. And I was on the phone to, like, 111 trying to get some, like, prescription stuff sent to the, the like, the nearest pharmacy I was near. And I could go into the Whoop app, or sorry, the, the, the Aura app, and tell them my body temperature had spiked over the last few days or hour or two, whatever it was. And all, all the stuff combined was like, okay, yeah, you've got tonsillitis. Let's get you oh, medication. Wow. And Amazing. just being able to like have those readings accessible was like such a, you know, you couldn't do that previously. You have to actually go and have your temperature taken mm. and like be assessed or whatever it was. Mm. But that was, yeah, super, super useful. Um, I, I generally find like the whoops great because it's always on my wrist. And so if I'm doing like gym workouts, I don't, because I take my rings off when I go to the gym. So mm. if you're like holding onto bars and stuff, you can't really do it and it gets scratched yeah. up. Um, so they kind of serve a different purpose, even though they all do a, you know, I've got my watch tracking my sleep, the whoop, the ring, the phone, like I've got a Google um, Nest hub on the, my bedside table that also does sleep tracking. Mm. And they all say you've slept c- completely different times. Some <laughs> yeah. of them are like way off, like way, way off. Um, but uh, there's a friend of mine, Shervin Shares, that runs a, a channel that's like 30,000 subs or something. And he very nicely put it of like, just don't use it to like, really try and plan your life just use it as a guide like they're all going to read slightly differently no none of yeah. it's going to be accurate just use it as a guide to try and make those like incremental improvements in everything yeah. no that's a good good approach i mean with, with batteries that i find i mean with smartphone batteries i found that it's just become a bit of a because they, they self-manage these days right so you just 
like I said, let's put it on, on the side bed and, and kind of let it let mm. it charge overnight, and it will sort itself out. It won't overcharge or get too hot these days, right? So, so I'm kind of okay with those every day. Just put it on a on a charger overnight. But yeah, all the other bits is is, is a bit yeah annoying that you have to keep. If it's consistent, then fine. You gain to a habit. But if it, when it's like one week is great, the other week is not. So yeah, um, well, it, it turns out there's a lot of people having the same issues with the watch ultra. You know, it's not it's not just me. So um, yeah, something I was mentioning to you guys just again before we hit the, the big red button was my f- f- iPhone 14. In this last week, I'd say, and I think it's since I put the 16.4.1. For some reason, it's got brackets A after. I never noticed that before. I thought it was just 16.4.1, but it's got brackets A. But my battery, and I'm not using a phone an awful lot. It's not lasting a day. And I mean, last night when I went to bed, it was down to two percent. And I went to bed at sort of midnight. It wasn't like it was some ridiculously late hour of the day since I charged. It's just suddenly gone to pants. And I don't know. And it's hot as well. There's something weird going on. And I don't know what it is. I, you know, I've shut everything down. It's usually I've just about it. a couple of months before a new iPhone is, is released. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like there's something coming up in a few months' time. <laughs> but it's not even yeah. a year old. It's criminal. But um, yeah. so we kind of started off saying we like to talk about the business of YouTube and um, Alex had a couple of ideas that we were going to talk about and one of those being the way you go about treating this as a business I mean most of us come into I guess uh, sort of spare room doing it in you know part time doing it fun at weekends filling in and gradually it just begins to seep <laughs> into your life doesn't it so how did you find if you stay up with you Pete how do you find transitioning from it being a hobby ostensibly into a small business and a larger business and becoming something of a revenue stream. So, so mine's a bit of a opposite tale to that, really, because I actually started doing YouTube to market the IT business that I owned. So I, it wasn't like the hobby that I was getting into and I was like doing the fun stuff. Right. I was literally making videos because I wanted to get more clients for my IT business. And um, so, so we always had like a, you know, the business approach to things, but it was just like another marketing, just like you do like pay-per-click advertising and like all your direct mail and networking and all the other things you do when you run a like a normal business, like normal business. Mm-hmm. And um, video was just one of them. And for us, like video was something that no one else was doing. So we were just like, well, hey, if I can, and I, I hated it, like hate being on camera, hate my voice, hate what I sound like, hate what I look like. Editing was a nightmare trying to like edit and hear the same like 15 minutes of me over and over whilst trying, trying to edit yourself. <laughs> that was horrendous. But after a little while, you just kind of get used to it all. And I, you know, I, I enjoyed the process. I enjoyed learning all the, the equipment and the gear and stuff. I just, I, I learned everything just on, but watching other people's YouTube videos. And um, eventually it got to the stage where very conveniently, March the, I forget the date now, March the 5th, 2020, we sold our IT business, which was like two weeks after the UK went into lockdown. Uh, sorry, sorry, two weeks before. So mm. literally sold the business two weeks later, everyone gets sent home. We're just like, this is the best time ever. Like, it's a great timing. It's really yeah. beautiful weather outside. Like, let's, let's chill out a bit. But I always knew the YouTube, like, you know, you see all the stories, YouTube channels explode and it turns into a full-on, you know, full-time career for a lot of people. So one of the, which felt stupid at the time, one of the, the, the things I put on my, like, things I want to take with me when I sold the business, like, number one was my YouTube channel. Because I think we work, you know, we've been going for 18 months. We had, like, 500 subscribers, I think, on the channel at the point we sold the business. Mm. And I was like, no, I, I want to take the channel with me. And I, I just carried on doing one video a week throughout like lockdown or at least for the first like six to eight months um, before I like really gave YouTube a go. 
because I knew yeah. like the potential on YouTube. And we had like a a few videos that started getting a few more views. So we just always took that approach. And actually, the in terms of like monetization, the things that got the initial interest for me was when I was doing like software reviews because I was running an IT business. So I was looking at you know what's the best cloud storage, what's the best CRM system, what's the best password manager. And those are the first lots of videos that started getting like a really decent amount of traction, mm. like 10,000 views and 100,000 views. Wow. And off the back of those, I'd always just look like just before I post the video, I'm just like, I wonder if these guys have like a affiliate or reseller program or just something like that. Mm. And I'll just find the affiliate links, put them in the description. And that started bringing in like a lot of money. Like all of a sudden it was like two grand a month in like affiliates. Mm. And this is off a channel that had maybe 1,000 subscribers at the mm. time or 2,000 subscribers. It was like very small channel, but earning a lot on affiliates. Wow. And um, so we just kind of grew from there. And that's when, you know, you start looking at all the other things like the sponsorships and like AdSense. And AdSense is like the tiniest thing you're ever going to see on YouTube. Um, mm. I see some of you, even, even some of your, your, your like AdSense, I think, Alex, when you posted that, I'm like, damn, he's, he's earning really well from AdSense compared to what I'm earning. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's. Pretty, I mean, I, I don't think I've ever posted it, but yeah, I, I, it's it's not too bad. I, like you're saying, I I count it as a as a bonus, really. I, you know, if it comes yeah. in more month, great. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But yeah, it's just like, um, like my channel has grown from like the the one thousand or two thousand, whatever it was. We're at like I don't know what it is, like eighteen eighty five or isn't it? eighty thousand or something now. Mm. My um my AdSense has pretty much been stuck at like fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars a month, maybe just, maybe pounds. Yeah. I'm not too sure, but it does, it's, and it's frustrating because, like, as I'm growing, the ad, the ad rates are going down because of like recession and all those kind of things. So, that, but yeah. really, extra work to grow the channel, and you, so you can't plan on like growing your channel to earn on AdSense. But yeah. you can try to, you know, hedge your bets against like the affiliates and sponsorships and all the other things as well. It's funny how that stuff works. I mean, my CPM, and we we share that stuff, uh, you know, b- between our WhatsApp groups and stuff. Yeah, my CPM has always been. In, very high in comparison to other tech channels. And I, don't, I honestly don't know why. I mean, it's, it's kind of coming down to a, a bit of a plateau now, but it's still yeah. fairly higher than uh, than the average tech channel. But all I need is views now. We'll come around to needing views in a little bit because <laughs> YouTube is, well, we won't use the, uh, the F word again, but yeah, YouTube ain't been my best buddy at the moment because I, I, I came into this later than you two guys because you were both 2020 guys from what you're saying, Pete, and I know Alex was. So I only came into it at the mm-hmm. end of 21. So I very smartly and astutely and in a great businessman-like way decided to come on when lockdown was finishing which probably wasn't the, the best timing. Like, hey, everyone's free. We can go out to restaurants and clubs and we can fly and go on holiday. Let's post some videos. Um, so I, I found it really, really tough. And, and Alex has sort of had me crying on his shoulder a few times. And I've finally crossed that boundary of being able to click on monetization. But so far, I've earned £34 from AdSense. So getting that's, rich, that's I ain't. And I've just put ads on my website as well. And that's not straightforward. I had to get somebody, my webman had to actually help me. I had to pay him to do it. And that's earned me 40p so far. But I'm trying to learn the ropes. And then last week, there was a company that I'd seen Alex tweet about. And I'd probably, we'll speak after, I don't want to mention them, but it was a company that a lot of creators had been approached by. Probably you had as well, Pete. And, and I said to Alex, they reached out to me. What should I sort of offer them? And he gave me a figure. And, and they Wait, just sort was, of, it? was it Raid Shadow Legends? <laughs> no, no. I, st- I still haven't had that one. I'm like, no. I'm just waiting for Raid Shadow Legends to come through my inbox. I think yeah, I'll feel no, I feel made with Squarespace. It's a certain me. PDF. 
Yes. Yeah. Yes. Not Adobe. Yeah. Yeah. Not not Adobe, but yeah, someone that does PDF. <clears throat> so again, you know, it's it's doing exactly what you're saying. I'm trying to look for ways to look out. You always think coming into it, oh, ads, the ads are going to pay the money, but everybody tells me, no, that is just a nice little bit of cream if you get it, but don't rely on it. Look for the affiliates, look for the sponsorships. Yeah. Which, yeah. how, does, I mean, how I mean, did you saying, get your first ones, Alex? How soon did you get your first affiliate sales going through? Um, yeah, fairly early on as well. I mean, I, I signed up to Amazon affiliates way before I had a thousand subs. Um, and I you know the trick there is, you have to sell a few things <laughs> before mm. they approve you. And I think it's three sales. And I remember yeah. that being a massive struggle. But, you know, eventually, I mean, I, I did a review, I think it was on the Shore SM7B. And there was a, an extension pipe that cost like $6 on, or something. And that sold like, there was no reviews on YouTube about that, that one extension piece that allows you to swivel the microphone. And my video, I mean, it's a, it's a crap video, I have to say. You know, it's embarrassing that it's still there and, in the, but it generated quite a bit of views and and lots of sales on that on that little tube and um that's how i got approved into the amazon affiliate and then i mean the good thing about those links right is that they don't they don't need to buy your product you know if they clicked on the link and then later bought a, you know a pack of pampers or whatever um you get oh, the George, affiliate sales okay. from that <laughs> excuse alex yeah. i was gonna go i was gonna go way <laughs> left field but yeah <laughs> <laughs> no, we already find the double fisting, so we will. At least they can't demonetize us because we're not monetized. But it's fascinating to go into that list of the you know the Amazon report mm. and go, oh my gosh, people are buying this stuff through yeah. through your <laughs> through your session. I did a similar thing. So I was um it was a while ago. Actually, I posted a tweet about it um earlier this week because we had a funny comment. But these little foam ear tips, oh yeah, um, like comply foam ear tips, which I basically fit to any earbuds that don't have a little. Uh, wingtip to fit in my ears mm. and I made like a I think it was like a two minute video on that before like shorts was around and we've sold like probably hundreds of thousands of them now I've earned probably like seven pence from it because they're like relatively cheap and yeah. Amazon's um, you know associates program is quite you, do, you get paid nothing yeah. but like yeah just anything like that just getting it through the Amazon program just to like get the numbers up so to speak yeah. and then the challenge that iNext had is like you do it once in this country, and then you've got to apply to all the separate affiliate programs in all the other countries. Yeah. And oh. requirements in each of the countries as well. I yeah. didn't realize that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So there's, there's, there's Amazon's one great thing, for that. Yeah. Genius, Genius Link. Mm. Um, sign up for Genius Link. It starts at like five bucks a month, I think it is. Yeah. And like that's something that really blew my mind to begin with because I was like, well, I wanna, I'm, I'm going to use Genius Link because I just want to track the links. I'm just intrigued if people mm. are clicking on the links. And even from a tiny, tiny channel of like 500 subscribers or less, people were clicking on the links and they were going obviously to, to buy things. And the missing thing with Genius Link is that if you, if all you do is add the Amazon link in your like description underneath your video, that only works if the person goes to your localized Amazon store. Mm. If they click on it and Amazon then redirects to the German store or the Canadian store or whatever it is, you then don't earn anything from that. I yeah. didn't Whereas realize. with Genius Link, it will localize the link and go, okay, I'm going to send you and I'm going to track and, and give you the commission for that sale. Yeah. So just if you're, you know, certainly for me, like the UK is probably the third or fourth mm. down in the list of like my, my biggest viewers. So things like the United States is my number one or my, my, my number two. Mm. Um, 
So you need to be, you know, definitely sign up to the US one and put it through Genius Link so you can kind of correct which, yeah. which link it's going to. US, Canada, all of those Asian countries as well, Saudi Arabia, that's, you know, all, all wherever Amazon is, you go in there and sign up to their program. Because the other thing I found with Genius is um, it gives you a choice. I mean, for us here in the UK, it's a bit tricky because I think there's a, there's a camera shop in the US called B&H. And you could actually say to people, you know, if you want to go to Amazon, great, but you can also go to B&H. Unfortunately, I signed up to all of those and Target and you have to be there. You have to be like a, yeah. a US taxpayer and all that. So, but it's, yeah, sign up to all the Amazon um, programs because of, of all countries. The thing that yeah. I've had semi-recently is trying to like build credibility with the brands themselves. Because some of the brands have their own, like, I don't know, Samsung or Sony or something. They'll have their own affiliate play, uh, plans. Mm. Yeah, which are, are only to this country. Like they don't have one that you can sign up to that's in like the states. But with Genius Link, you can set country specific rules on them. So I can say if they click on it and they're in the UK, Go then send them affiliate. to the, the Samsung affiliate link. If they're outside, then send to the Amazon affiliate link. Then we kind of earn a little bit of commission off of that as well. Yeah. So it's just like, and that's all because all that's done through Genius Link. That's the I can just send them to one place, and I know it's just taken care of. It's just mm. it makes things so much easier. It's awesome. I think this, yeah, this is could, could probably it's strength. Sorry, there's a bit of, I'm struggling a little bit of delay. I know we are. So it's probably me and you, Alex, actually. <laughs> Pete seems to be like, bang on. It was you and me, there's some delay. I so know. I'm going to talk over you now. So shut up. Um, I forgot what I was going to say now, having just struck you down. I did actually get my first, I was sitting on the sofa the other night. It was almost like that kid at Christmas. I got my first uh, email through from an affiliate sale um, from the newer kit that I've been reviewing, the photography kit. So oh, people yeah. bought like $700, $800 worth of their kit. On about eight different shopping sprees, so I've got, I don't know, $60, $70, which was a nice little, oh, okay, so that's passive income. But this is where this podcast, I think, yeah. comes in useful because I wish I could have found people talking about this real stuff that goes on, like the Genius Link. No one's going to know that kind of stuff. Everyone just assumed, and it's so hard finding out everything for yourself, isn't it? Mm, definitely, yeah. That's good. That's, that's kind of that's the value of this podcast, right, to um, highlight those, those little tricks. Um, this is it's still a huge problem though because no one and this like no one shares that kind of stuff like even you looking around at the podcast and you can get little tidbits from various other like creators online mm. but no one really like goes into the finance behind the YouTube channel and like how to uh, some people do like they go to the finances and the structure but they're typically like the uh, the Ali Abdul's that are like well I'm running a four million dollar business and I've got 30 staff that work for me it's like super disconnected from like reality yeah. and it's really difficult to kind of know how you should like grow and scale and like finance and yeah, all, all the things. And um, yeah, there's not many places you can go for that kind of stuff nowadays. No, and it's, it's a nice segue because one of the things that I, I wanted to make sure we cover with you, because, you know, when you when I first kind of got talking to you, that was one of the first things that I realized, right? You, you really go out of your way sometimes to, to help other creators and share some of this information. You know, I like the DM if you, if you want to know more and then you've got like a, a, a kind of a unlisted video that people can watch and, and you share even more details. Uh, well, that's awesome stuff right and uh, you know it's it's an example really for for other creators to to do the same but i think one of the things that i want to talk to you about and, and i know because we, we've discussed this before on a one-to-one but uh for, for for our listeners uh you know pete pete hires people he's got a team of people doing all sorts of different jobs for him and it is a proper business so talk to us a little bit pete about how you went about realizing first of all that you needed a team uh, and clearly that's working for you because, you know, you're pumping out content very consistently of high quality. And we all know how hard that is. But yeah, t- talk us through, you know, when you realized that it was needed and how that's going. 
and any pitfalls that you found. Because, because the channel was born off the back of a business, I always knew like, you don't know how to scale, but you know that I need to start outsourcing things. And for me, it was, um, you know, I was doing everything. I was doing the shooting, the editing, like publishing. I also did um, business coaching. So like a day a week, I was essentially selling my time for money and I'd coach like six people in one day. I'd have like six hourly back-to-back phone calls. Um, but that would earn good money. Mm. And then it got to the stage, I think we had a company approach me and said, hey, we'd love to work with you. We want to, um, can you make us a video, like one or two videos every single month? And we're like, we'll post it on our, our channels. You're, you're making videos for us and we'll post it on our channels. Mm. And um, the monthly fee that we agreed on was going to almost cover the cost of me finding the editor to come and do the editing. And that was like the editing for their videos and the editing for all of my videos as well. It wasn't quite covering his salary. Right. But at that stage, I was like, okay, well, yeah, because that's now going to free up the like three days a week I was spending on the editing process. Mm. So hire the editor. Now I've got rid of the, the main thing that's taken up my time. And now I can start looking at where else to spend my time. So I was doing like the coaching one day, the YouTube for me, I was like scripting on Mondays, shooting Tuesdays, Wednesdays. I, I then like my coaching became fully booked. So then I realized, well, hey, if I want to like, I can't scale the coaching, but what I can do is I can record a course and I can sell the course to people that might want the coaching, but obviously that's too expensive for them. So then mm. there's a course. And then it just kind of scaled from there. And I always make sure I had like a day or a couple of half a days off a week as well, just because the the last business I'd run for like a decade and I'd work so hard to, like I'd work like four and a half days a week and I'd always have that Friday afternoon off like with my kids and family. Like it was always just something I wanted. So mm. I was like, well, I've sold the business now. Like the least I can do is have like two half a days or one full day off now. I don't mm. want to go back to like working full time because that's what I got out of from selling my business. Yeah. And so just trying to like outsource from that stage. And then, you know, you, you realize you need a bookkeeper because you need someone to look after your accounts. Therefore, you need an accountant to do all like VAT and like corporation tax and all those kind of things and payroll. Mm. And um, then I had my email inbox. So I hired a VA to start managing my email inbox, responding to sponsors, um, responding to like course members and scheduling. And like, I remember where I was booking all my clients up on like one day, I needed to completely rearrange everything. And I could just say to my VA, can you just like figure out my calendar and email everyone and just move everything around for me and, and sort it out? Mm. And like, I didn't have to do anything. They, it was a massive headache, but they did it all. And that was their headache and not my headache. Um, and then the final or most recent one for me, I got to the stage in like the growth and everything where I'm like, if I can hire someone whose job it is to find me brand deals and all, that's all they do, they, all, they just focus on brand deals and sponsorships, mm. then I will pay for themselves and I've probably got them for another four days a week to do other things for me as well. Yeah. So I basically hired, I, I actually hired one of my best friends because we were just chatting in a cafe once and he was, he's actually a teacher or was a teacher. Right. And we just joked around and he was like, he wasn't very happy with his job. He was like, hey, you should come work for me. And we're like, yeah, joked it off and everything. Yeah. And then actually he like came back to me like a day later. And I think I came back to him and was like, actually, like, would, would you be interested? Yeah. And we like seriously had a chat and then he came over and now he basically responds to all my sponsorship like emails that I get emailed every single day. We go out and hunt for sponsorships. He does scheduling. He helps me with scripting. He uh, just organizes my life, my calendar, like analytics, research. He does my titles and thumbnails. He, he does like all the all the behind the scenes stuff nowadays. Awesome. I basically just script and I shoot the video. And, so, and I'll take like the, the images for the thumbnails, but they'll, they'll then do everything else. It gets edited, the thumbnails get done. And um, which, which is like, 
good, I think, because mm. it costs money to do it. But again, the return I'm getting from the work he's doing and just the time that I get back is the main yeah. thing. Like I'm, I'm very, very aware this time around that I don't want to just suck a load of time into things. Like yeah. I, I know like we will be in the position where like Apple does an announcement. You're like, oh, shit, I need to make a video now. So you script a video that night. You shoot the video that night. You edit the video overnight into the early hours of the morning. And then you post it as soon as possible because you want to be like the first. Yeah. And I did a few of those. I don't want to do them anymore. Like <laughs> it's just a lot of work. It is. And it just yeah. depends if you're first. And if you're not the first, you get no views. It's like a whole wasted evening of, of work. It is. Um, it's stress levels, right? In, in those days. Yeah. I mean, and they're, they're coming right again. And it's just, uh, I'm dreading that because you're right. You have to react really quickly. And I don't know. I mean, but, I am really you? jealous. Well, yeah, I think it, it depends, right? If you, if, like I said, if, if what, you, what you're after is just quick views, then mm. yeah. But um, sometimes this what is I've like learned a shift to... that I've been going through and like mm. battling for for ages. I was like the um, you know, do you do you try and focus on like the the, the trending topics and you you know the Apple Watch releases? You do the Apple Watch video and you just try and stay on those kind of whatever's trending, or do you take a step back and you're not the first person to post it, but you try and make like the better video because you've got more time, you've got more time to think about things and figure out the answers to the questions you're asking yeah. in the videos. And like, and there is no right answer because I remember doing that. I've, done, I've been on both sides of the fence and I've been on the fence where I've taken the extra, like, like whenever I re review any like Android phone, I have a minimum of two weeks because in two weeks time, battery management kicks in. You have to kind of wait for it to like learn your, the way it mm. works and battery life improves. Yeah. And I want to give people's opinion. I want to give my opinion on actual real life battery life. Yeah. Whereas I see people that post the video the same day or the day after it comes out. And they'll crucify you on battery life and they'll make certain comments. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah, but that's not, that's not a real review. You? You've had it for a day. Yeah. You, you, you can't. Mm. But then like, I'll wait my two weeks, I'll make my video, and then I'll watch back my video and compare it to the other videos and go, there's literally like 99% of the video is there in other people's video and they posted it on day two. Yeah. <laughs> and I've waited two weeks just to give you that 1% difference of like, well, the battery life's actually quite good. <laughs> that's like oh, the exactly. only difference. That, that's and a great point though, because I think one of... Um, sorry, there's just because um, I think that triggered something that almost by accident it wasn't by design that I did this. I think the my S22 Ultra um, had a huge problem last year. You know, I, I got it pretty quickly, but I, yeah. I broke it on day one, and then getting a replacement took two months. But by the time I got a replacement, you know, I had loads of time, even with a broken phone, to kind of find out more about it. And yeah, you're right. You know, people who were interested in on that device came back, and I still got decent views on my first two, three, three, three reviews. My Pixel videos as well, by accident, Google messed up my orders and I didn't get it on time. But yeah, you're right. You know, people still watch it, right? So that's, in a way, you don't really have to panic because um, pe yeah, people want to listen to, to what you have to say, right? Whether it's a day late or two weeks late. Yeah. And, and just going back to what you were talking about, Pete, with handing off some of the production process, you said that, okay, you take the shots for the thumbnails, but then you hand off and somebody does the thumbnail. Do they actually come up with the thumbnail design or do you brief them and on the title? Who's responsible for that? Because it's well and good having people doing stuff for you, but it's still your DNA. It's your soul in the channel, isn't it? So where do you kind of draw the lines on who does what? So right now with the current arrangement, because this guy's like full time for me, um, he tells me the shots I need to get and I'll get the shots. Like he literally like we, we you know clip other people's thumbnails or he'll like draw things out and give me a rough, rough idea of what it should look like. And I'll try my best to like replicate that here and give them the shots. Even like 
you, yesterday I was I was doing the shots yesterday. I had my my computer's behind me. I had the webcam pointing at the the monitor, and I was like had the the camera plugged into the monitor, pointing at the stuff I was shooting. So like, is that what you want? And he was like, no. Can you move that thing to the left and move that that stuff around? Like <laughs> he was like directing everything. Amazing. Because he's put the work in and he knows what he wants. However, before that, I have used like you know a thumbnail person where the instructions need to come from me and you have to be like very specific otherwise you get like just anything can come back mm. so it just depends on like where the where the time is because the guy that you know if you're going to outsource your thumbnails to a thumbnail designer they're not going to sit there unless you find a really good one do the research do the competitive analysis like all the all the work they're just going to do, do what you tell them to do. on a thumbnail of the you know the s23 ultra you need a, a photo of me from my stock library of youtube pose shocked poses with the, the stock photo of the phone to the side of me, and that's it, and a funky like pink background or something. Yeah. They're going to do that. Whereas mm. at the moment, we're, to, we're putting way more time and effort into like the, the, the title thumbnail. Like, you can this, tell. Whole, like, I mean, everyone, yeah, it looks, yes. it looks really, really well done now. Yeah. That, thank you. Because <laughs> that's yeah, like no, I was looking really, at the page today. And we still and... need to spend like way more time on it. Like, I mean, you, you sort of scroll you do, down like, your homepage now, it looks really, you know, it's nailed. Yeah. Which is part like, of the I'm deal. really bad at like photography. I'm, I'm really, I suck at photography. <laughs> like, I, I see like, I'm, I'm no wonder like people are stealing Alex's stuff because you're, it's freaking amazing, man. Like, all the, the quality you're putting out is so, so good. And I suck a lot at all that kind of stuff. Um, but the, the, the way we can like have an advantage is try and spend the time on the title thumbnail. And mm. that's the bit that I, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm currently looking at like office space. I'm also looking at hiring a videographer because again, I can shoot the A roll. And then someone else can just come and shoot the B-roll for me whilst I'm then doing other things that can potentially earn like more income with less time and that kind of thing. Um, yeah. But it's just about like prioritizing and um, learning what you're good at, basically, and knowing mm. that I am crap at, at taking thumbnails and I'm crap at B-roll. So just get someone else that's good at doing that to come and do it for you, if you can afford it. Yeah. I mean, what, what's your view on uh, artificial intelligence? And, and when, when I say that, I mean... Obviously, you can script a video and, you know, we've all, I'm sure we all tried it and it's like, okay, I know it's doable, but it's not you doing it. So it's, what's the point, right? But I've recently found this video editing AI, which, is, you know, it's, it's very simple, actually. It just figures out where the silence is and, and where you repeated yourself and cuts out what he thinks is the bad take. But it still allows you to kind of go in and fix anything, you know, that, that you got it wrong. I'm, I'm amazed because, you know, for my videos, a 10-minute video is roughly 40 to 45 minutes, sometimes even an hour, you know, it's for a 10 minute video. Cause I am ab- terrible at even reading the script, you know, cause I, <laughs> I then listen to what I'm saying, like, okay, that didn't sound good. And I, and I try to change the intonation or change, you know, uh, you know, the, the inflections and everything. Uh, eventually I get there, but the editing then takes forever. Cause you're listening to one and you go, hang on, that one actually sounded better. And it's usually four hours minimum, you know, three to four hours, I'd say, that, that it takes me to edit just the A roll, just the, you know, the head talk, the talking head piece. And then I, you know, I, I've started to add external shots now. And it's again, it's another piece of A roll that takes lots of more time to edit. And I just found this thing. So you check it into AI and it spits out a finished video. And, and I spent maybe 15 minutes fixing, you know, a little bit of um, mm. just fine tuning it. Mm. Um, I don't know what your guys' views on that. I mean, Pete, what, what do you think of that? Because you probably can fire <laughs> fire your editor well, I guess, on the A roll and yeah. game to do something else. I guess my, my answer to that was I have an AI. It's called my editor that I have. <laughs> <laughs> He's got an actual name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like, 
there's just like it's the potential isn't it there's just huge potential like to see that kind of stuff now coming through yeah. and this is like early stage stuff this now. is the first one the guy's got literally a discord server no subscription planning or anything they're still figuring out yeah. how to charge people so uh, I'm excited well, for it I think it's got it, like, yeah, so, so much potential and I think yeah. not, not just like not even just there but obviously it's difficult to AI creative Mm. because it's like it's a very much a personal thing of like oh, i think the shots look better here and like where to put them and those kind of things but i think there's mm. you know I, I did a video two years ago maybe even three years ago now on uh, a company called synthesia mm. um and you sit behind you sit behind a green screen and you read their script out and it scans in a, basically a digital replica of you and then you can make any video and it will have a video of you speaking and saying the thing and like whatever it is and you can just kind of like go onto like, you know, a Google Doc, type out something, hit enter, and five minutes later, it'll spit out a video. And they've now got to the stage where they can do it with your voice as well, because it didn't used to have the voice on there. And like, if that can carry on developing in the same kind of mm. pace that AI and all this other stuff's going on, then we're not that far away from having like completely AI, probably there is already a few out there, like AI-based YouTube channels where it's scripted by AI, yeah. shot and edited by AI completely and that's like a you know, a faceless channel that could probably earn a fair bit of money off of literally ai doing nothing one not really the, good to the point where i mean the, the creative process is still with you right i, I think mm. i mean I'm, i'll embrace any technology that cuts the boring bits out but as long yeah. as you know it, it still gives us the freedom to to be ourselves and still be creative i think the plonking ourselves into a tool and then spitting out a, a digital image of ourselves. That, that maybe is a little bit too far, but <laughs> helping edit. I think like the, you know, the clever thing that I think when we were chatting about that tool was that it can find like the bad, bad cuts. Mm. So if you repeat yourself like three times, it will find the best version yeah. and cut the rest out automatically. Like that, that's that's awesome. like mind blowing. That that's awesome. really good. Because yeah. one of the first times I kind of, I guess what I now understand to be AI was a few years ago with Descript. And I, the reason I used that to start with was in my previous life, I was a radio host and I used to do a lot of interviews with jazz musicians and they'd often be in really, really crap environments and change rooms, mirrors, reflection. It's awful audio. And they just did this thing of, I used to spend hours trying to make it sound good and I could just upload it to Descript and it sounded way better when they did their effects on it than I could ever read it. But then they went on to this thing that if you spent, it was a long script they gave you, but if you spent the time, it would then learn your voice and do exactly what you said, Pete, that then... If you made a mistake, it had your voice in AI version. It would go and correct for you without you doing a thing. And obviously, and, and it was, I was watching one of Marquez's videos on, on this recently, and one of the, the great quotes that I think I'm going to carry out this year was he just said, and this is as bad as it is. I mean, that's the thing. AI is so young. Yeah. It's already freaking good. And this is as bad as it is, yeah. which is kind of frightening, isn't it? Mm. Well, frightening and exciting, yeah. Yeah. you know. Yeah, but I mean, I mean Casey Neistat did a recent one as well, mm, right, where mm. the entire video was was scripted by AI, and uh, yeah, th there was no soul. It, it wasn't really. I mean, he still made it fun, but um, yeah, yeah, it, it didn't have his his trademark. So even though you say you know in the style of somebody, um, it's not really uh, that that clever, and you know the emotion doesn't come through. And so, of of you two guys, are you using like ChatGPT for anything? Yeah, yeah I've, yeah, I've used it for research. Uh, I work, so you know, just go go research this for me, and it's it's awesome because it saves you time going going kind of browsing thousands of pages, right? So for fact finding, I find it really interesting. 
um, especially for work. I mean, my my other job, not 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 the YouTube. But I know a lot of people are starting to use it for, like, tell me what, tell me something about foldable phones, right? And then without without going yourself doing the research, you can read a, you know, a few mm. paragraphs mm. on foldables and say, okay, now I've got a, got a, a kind of a filtered down knowledge there. So I, I don't know. I, I don't see any any other. I mean, scripting will be, will be main the main thing. But again, yeah, um, you, you want to sound like yourself, right? Not. Not a robot. Yeah, I, st- I started <laughs> so off I, this I week. something like. So I, I started off this week's script with ChatGPT, and but mm. none of it's actually got used. But it was interesting the order they put it in, even suggesting music here, picture, here, and they even said whose picture. For you know, it's it's a it's a video about iMac turns twenty five on Saturday. So I'm trying desperately to get a video out on Saturday, going through the history of iMac. But I mean, it just said picture of Steve Jobs here and picture of G4 Mac. It's ridiculously detailed. Some of the facts weren't deadly accurate, but it gave me a running order to think, okay, well, that's given me a frame to work to at least, which was a good starting point. I'm trying to like learn how to like manipulate it really well. Like at the moment, uh, earlier on this week, I tried to, so I, I script all my videos in like Google Docs in like one folder. And I was like asking, like, how can I feed you all of my scripts? So you can learn like how I mm. write and how I speak. Yeah. And it's cool. like, that's fine. You can just share the Google Doc folder with me and I can like scan through all the documents. Like freaking awesome. Okay. Like shared it the link and it sat there and it was processing. I kept having to say like, have you done it yet? And it's like, no, I'm still processing. I'm still going through the scripts. It's like, I can email you when I'm done. And I asked it to email me and it never did. So I think that might be like it invented a feature that didn't exist. Um, <laughs> But then it was done and I was like, okay, now can you look at my YouTube channel and I'll give you the link. Can you now um, like match up the scripts to the videos? And so you can review all their view data and like shares and comments and all those kind of things. And that's where it like fell apart because I gave it like the link and said, okay, can you just tell me about like what are the top performing videos on my channel? And it gave me some random like when I went hiking in a mountain somewhere. And I was like, that's, that, there isn't that's a video my on my video. channel that's anything to do with that. Yeah. And I was like, can you give me the link to that video you were talking about? And it gave me a dead link. I was like, oh. no, can you, that's, that, that link's dead. Can you give me the link that works? And he gave me another dead link. And all it does was like, oh, I apologize for the mistake. Here is the link. Oh, I apologize. Here's the link. And it just never, ever like corrected itself. Mm. So it's like, and it, but it was fascinating that I could feed it my information mm. and get it to like analyze things. And it, it, to be fair, it did. Once I fed it the scripts, I was like, can you just give me like five more video ideas? And it gave me five more video ideas based on the, the topics and the scripts that I'd written already. That's that brilliant. was like really interesting. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it's like, yeah, it's not quite there to do like what I feel it like I, I want it to do. Like I want it to do all the, the clever data crunching of like, look at my YouTube studio, look at my scripts, look at my videos, figure out which ones are getting the views and the words that I've used for that go and make me some more viral videos. <laughs> it's it's, it's going to get really interesting, right? Because uh, it's not that far from, for example, right? Learn everything that I've said on my YouTube channel f- in terms of responding to comments and then go and respond to comments as myself. Yeah. Mm. And then <laughs> Trust you know, from my viewer's perspective, you can, you can, <laughs> am, I, am, I talking, am I talking to a, a, a real person or is this, you know, it's, mm. yeah, there's going to be some blurry lines there. Um, but it's fascinating. Just as long as it doesn't copy it, the uh, join me on Telegram comments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't do that. Uh, please. But yeah, I think... If you if you build enough of, of, of a library, right, a hundred, two hundred videos or whatever, you know, there's enough of a, of a library there for for it to learn, I'd say, and and help you out with creating something that is on your based on your style. I do like just, the idea, actually. Yeah. Just bouncing back to the thumbnails that you mentioned a minute ago, Pete. There's something I was listening to today, and it, I'd never heard it. Obviously, this was a, a fairly large creator. I'd imagine they were talking about. They didn't say who, but apparently, 
it's quite well known that teams, which clearly you've got behind you, will have one day a month maybe where they just sit down and crunch titles and thumbnails and put it on the board and plan ahead way before ever thinking of scripts or recording. Is that something you do or something you're working toward now as your team gets bigger? We're working towards, I would say. So we... When when we come up with like video ideas now, this is kind of where I was going to the when I was speaking about like you either chasing the news or you're like coming up with some different creative ways of like making the video. Mm. So for me, it's all about like just finding those different angles to to go for a video. So rather than like you know iPhone 14 Pro Max review, like those kind of that kind of approach, mine's mm. very much like finding the angle of I don't know the um, like we we did the Apple Watch video um, and that was like we did an Apple Watch durability test where I literally, and it was one of my most expensive videos that hasn't paid itself back yet, where I literally crushed the Apple Watch Ultra, the Samsung Galaxy Watch 5 Pro, the Pixel Watch, and uh, the Tick Watch, like, under a car wheel, and that, like, destroyed all of them. Like, they're dead, completely right. dead. Um, As I feel grand. Yeah, jeez. But, but, but you look at the, um, the retention of that video, it's like it just sits <laughs> there, and there's a, a horizontal line for the whole video. It's, like, incredible to see that kind of retention. Mm. Um, watch this guy lose a lot of money and cry in the video because he's yeah. on his watches. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. Just, like, yeah, let's just watch him burn his money. Let's it, watch it. Much, it's like, <laughs> pretty much. But it's like that, it's that approach of like we look for different angles to like attack those videos. Rather than doing a review, we look for like a different way in. And by going through that approach, we do look at the titles, the thumbnails, and we're trying to get ahead of ourselves now where we are making the titles and thumbnails like way beforehand. And we normally have like one or maybe one to five title ideas in mind before we're shooting the video making it and the thumbnails were still kind of still kind of debatable i i think i feel the titles more important than the thumbnail um i definitely think the title is like the thing that people click on whereas the thumbnail just needs to support the title um to kind of make them again being being enticing ones to click on it so yeah we spend a lot more time on the thumbnail um and the title and the research and if i could um it's just I'd double the amount of time. Like if I could, if there's an extra day in the week, or if I could, if I could have more time in the week, or actually I don't want to do. It, I just want someone else to do that. To do that. It's, I want someone else that's going to do the, do the time and, and figure that whole part out because oh. that is like that is the biggest opportunity I feel because mm. like from so far off the videos I've made, like no one the, the video the videos are important. Like yeah, videos are undoubtedly important. Retention is important, but if you don't get to click on the video to start with, then that's yeah. just a whole waste of effort. <laughs> Yeah, and we've had like click through rates of like fifteen to twenty. I think we had like a twenty five percent click through rate on one of our videos, That's and amazing. that held it for like the first hundred thousand views. Wow! And then over yeah. time, it's obviously started coming down, and so I get a twenty five percent click through rate. It's That's just like, a viral I've never, video. Yeah, never seen that before. No, it's um, crazy. But it then tailed off, and then it's down to like a fifteen percent CTR or like twelve percent or something like that now, which is like more normal. S- still amazing um, though, right? Yeah, it's, it's, anything above ten for me is 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 golden right um because you know the impressions just keep going into the millions Mm. but um one thing that is is fascinating for me is like youtube google right they they know this stuff and 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 they've got people who are creators working for them i think renee is one of them right in in the apple world and he's every now and then just asking for suggestion on youtube and you know i think this week there was one was like a B testing for thumbnails. I mean, for God's sake, right? We, we've <laughs> we've had we've had so many years of people working in marketing. I don't know. I've, I'm not. I, I don't work in that industry, but I know it's the technology is there to say send these two items. It's two different colors. I mean, Amazon does this every, constantly. You know, if you look at the app, you know there will be tiny differences on on the app every single day, and that's just them 
you know, throwing things at people, seeing what, where they click, where they spend most time browsing. And I wish we could do that for thumbnails, you know, for the next, for the first few hours, send two thumbnails, yes, two titles. I, and I'm then, starting to like doubt the A-B testing thumbnails thing. Like hmm. the, the more videos I've, again, like spending more time on the, the, the title and the thumbnails, like there have been videos where I've, you know, done what we've always done. We swap the title, we've swapped the thumbnail that's not performing. You swap it again, you keep yeah. swapping it. And we've swapped it like five times. Like that, that <laughs> Apple Watch video, the, the, the destruction video thing. We swapped it like five or 10 times. And it was just like, it's a dead video. It's no one's heaven, watching yeah. it. It's getting no interest, no click through rate, like nothing. And then like 20 days later, it shoots up and then it's something 100,000 you know, 100, views or something. And so I'm at the stage where I am. I'm always starting to think that there's no logic. A-B testing the title <laughs> thumbnail actually breaks the video. Right. Because YouTube just doesn't know what to do with your video, particularly if you're changing the, the title. It mm. just doesn't know what audience to present it to. And I'm sure we've all had those videos on our channel where they've just sat, I, I've, had, I've had videos that have been there for a year and then they've suddenly hit like 100,000 in a few days a year later. Of course, really and it's just like, yeah. Yeah. You, you just can't, like, I, I just feel like A-B testing. I'm almost at the stage now where I want to just say, that's the title and the thumbnail. Let's just let it ride for a year and like maybe we'll come back to it in six months to a year's yeah. time or something and change it. But just changing it so often at the, the, fairly, the early stages, I, I just think it's, I just think it's affecting the performance. Yeah, I, I, yeah. It doesn't, YouTube I'll, doesn't know what to do with it yet. No, exactly. I think yeah, I, I'm I'm with you on that. But I think in the first few hours, or even before you upload, right? How about you just send it to to a bunch of test yeah. test clicks, you know, just just to see is it clickable or not. It, I might be just. Not completely different titles and thumbnails, but you know, slightly different. Sometimes a word, you know, I've yeah. changed sometimes. It's the sentiment of the title slightly, and the video, you know, immediately picked up. Um, so yeah, there's, mm. there's, I think there's something there that they could help us help us with. But, um, yeah, it, I've it's had just fascinating. One. I did a, um, I did a hard drive video, like a shocking video, where you like take hard drives out of their casing and mm. put it into like a, a NAS thing, and the thumbnail had like a picture of the hard drive on there. And then I A-B tested with TubeBuddy with uh, an arrow pointing at the hard drive. And the one with the arrow on had 100% more click-through rate than the one without an arrow on it. And I was just like, that's nuts. Like, we should do that on all of our videos. And that's what took us down the road of let's A-B test all of our thumbnails. Mm. But I think perhaps once you're a bit more, like, educated of, like, what what makes a good thumbnail, maybe that's where you should just start, like, going, okay, let's just go with that as our thumbnail. Yeah. I I never tried those tools, actually. uh, oh crap! What's the, what's the guy's name? Um, Ryan Trayan. Like I, I see them, and they they mm. don't change their thumbnails. Um, I don't know if you come across the um, Creator ML Charles and his tool yet. No, no. no. So oh, have a have a look at that one. So speaking of AI, so Charles is basically creating a tool that TubeBuddy's been talking about for a long time, but has yet to actually do. And Charles has mm. had it for ages. So Charles looks at YouTube data, and it you can plumb in a title, a thumbnail link it to your channel. You can provide it all the channel stats from your channel mm-hmm. and it will estimate how many views you'll get or how many clicks you'll get, what the click-through rate will be based on the title right. and thumbnail you've got. And you can upload like, here's 10 title ideas, here's five different thumbnails. It'll give you all the combinations that will say this is the best one that's going to perform the best. Like nice. that, that is really, really clever. Um, mm. But also he's got a Chrome browser bl- plugin where I can go and look at almost any video on YouTube, as long as it's like a, a big channel because he's tracking the channels. And yeah. I can actually see on a little timeline when, the, when they change the thumbnail or the title and hmm. you can just track it and go, okay, that I can see in day five they changed the title thumbnail and they changed it back again. Like that, that's been like, hmm. I've even used it on my videos because when you're trying to find the performance of 
like when something's happened, you go, well, when, when do we, like, what do we do? Has it mm. changed something? And you go, oh, yeah, yeah we, we changed the thumbnail and now it's shot up. So it's like that, that's, and that's a free tool, Creator ML, if you go onto the like, okay. Chrome app store or something. Really, really nice. good. Yeah, that's good. So does that have to we'll, go through we'll YouTube, buddy? Can you just get the, the extended? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I'll get the, you to WhatsApp me that link so I can put it in the, the notes to the video. Yeah, so it's, so, it's nothing to do with you, buddy. It was just, oh, um, we went to, we went to um, uh, Vid Summit and, and mm-hmm. you, buddy, were on stage talking about all this cool stuff. And I was sat next to Charles and going, like, your, yours does this already. Like, they're, they're talking about, like, they're inventing it. You, you do it already. <laughs> it was just, it was funny. So, yeah, completely separate guy. He's just like a, ex-Google employee, really nice guy. I actually met him through Ali's um, part-time YouTuber Academy. Um, met up with him a few times. Yeah, really, really great guy. And he's very good at what he does. Nice. And then moving on, one of the other things that hasn't affected me yet, but it will do in time, is the idea of contracts. And I know, again, that's something we we're going to discuss, the idea of having your own contracts to present to sponsors and clients and potential backers with the channel, as opposed to them giving you their contract. Where do those two meet? I mean, if they come to you and say, this is what we want, have you got any blowback to him to say, no, no, this is this is how I want to do it? Where do the two meet? So with, um, I think as a, as a like, creator, we know what works on our channels. That's that's the main thing. And you need to buy, be like reassured that you know what you're doing. Like there's a reason why people are coming to see you. That's because mm. they like your videos. You've got an audience that attracts them. So when... And we all still fall into it. Like I won't name, name names, but we worked with a brand very recently and they gave us their spec. And we were like, okay, I think we can work to that spec so that we, we accepted the brand deal and, and signed the contracts and those kind of things. And like one of the, the, the stipulations was that like we can't mention any competitors in the video. I was like, okay, cool. I think we can do that. And then we put the video script together. We're like, it, it just sounds like an ad or it just reads like an advert for that, for that company. So we wrote a second script and gave them the second script as well and said, look, I, the second script's going to perform a lot better, but it does break the rule of like not mentioning like competitors. Because the whole like, you know, it, again, like the whole title thumbnail thing is trying to find that clickbaity thing that is going to mm. kind of get them into like click the video and, and watch the video. Yeah. And they were like, okay, no, we want to go with the, go, go with the first version because that's the one that the brand wants to go with. Okay, cool. Can we, can we title it something like, you know, um, but like can we title it and use the brand name as like a way to get them to click on it no can't can't use that use this title damn they're like coming to you for all this like attention and traffic and views and those kind of things and they're ignoring all of your like recommendations Mm. and there's like there's part of me that's like well we did read the spec we did agree that we could do it without like mentioning things so maybe like it's a failure on my part for not being able to do that maybe i should have written a better script but then also Again, we know our audience, like, we know just making those small things. It's, and it wasn't like slanderous against the other brands. It was just using it in a way of like, you know, getting people to be more interested in it. Like mm. a comparison, even if you don't mention them in the video, just like using the, the title or the thumbnail like, somehow. And um, they, they, didn't, they, they didn't even put affiliate or trackable links in the video descriptions that we work with them. And like, I spoke to them the other day and they're like, yeah, that, that was a great campaign. It performed really well across the board. I'm like, how do you know you not you're not tracking a single thing of this campaign, other than like yeah. maybe the views, the public views on the YouTube channels? It's um, crazy, yeah. right? Sometimes they just want this, they just want your video, and and I wonder yeah. what the point is because it's like you're spending money, um, you're not gonna get eyeballs to go and click on it and buy the stuff. So it, it baffles me sometimes. But yeah, and that was for like a big brand that you assume like know what they're doing. Yeah, you know, they must have done that before. 
Um, whereas it's it's acceptable with the smaller, well, not acceptable, but understandable with the smaller brands because it's maybe new to them and they don't know what they're doing. But yeah. even more so, you can then push back and be like, look, we know what we're doing. Um, the most yeah. common one that I'm, I'm sure probably you get to, Alex, is like, I want a dedicated video. Oh, gosh. Like, okay, yeah. Yeah, I can make a dedicated video, but nobody's going to watch it. Yeah. If I can actually do an integration into an existing video that's going to get views, then mm. you're going to get a lot more interest and traffic mm. because mm. they're watching something about they actually want to watch about. Yeah. Um, I'm still at the stage where I can't, I can't say no to all of them, but I'm, that's my starting position. I said, I don't do dedicated videos, but you know, here's a, a better way of doing this. And, and I show them examples. I said, look, these are the sort of videos that I've done before in this like 60 to 90 second integration. It's cheaper for you and more exposure, right? And I said, I'll throw in a tweet as well and an Instagram or whatever. <laughs> um, so, some of them insist now, I want a six to eight minutes or eight to 10 minutes sort of dedicated video. I was like, what? Um, so I'm not at the stage where I can say, okay, then there's a non-starter, but I would say the price for that is really high then because, you know, if, you I, know, if I do it, I'm hurting the channel, I'm hurting my audience, mm. but at least it's paying for, for something, right? So I think it's, I, I'd love to be in a position where I said, you know what, I'm just not doing it. But this year... I don't think I've done one yet. <laughs> so I'm sticking with my guns in terms of, you know, at the beginning of the year, I said, I'm not doing dedicated videos unless they pay really well. I think, uh, yeah, I think I'm sticking with it for now, but I can see one. So coming. to having the guy work me full time has made a massive difference to that because mm. I was in that same position. Whereas now, like, you know, the email inboxes that you just get flooded with things all the time. Mm. I would have been like 95%, probably 99% of what's coming through. Yeah. But instead, the approach we're now taking is we're responding to all of them and with our like kind of rough rates or what have you. Yeah. And then when we can find ones that are actually like negotiating and they actually are interested in working with us, we go, okay, let, let's actually look at your product and service now and actually see if we do want to make the video. Mm. Um, and by taking that approach, we have um, been able to up our rates over time. Because again, like something else I've been bad with is as the channel's grown, I haven't then grown the rates and the views and, and all those kind of things. Mm. Um and we've been able to get to a stage where we can, like, yeah, we can basically say no to dedica dedicated videos because we can have, we've got the data, you know, I can show them stats or affiliate kind of, you know, anonymous kind of affiliate stats of like, well, look, here's a similar product to yours. Yeah. This is what the results of an integration in a popular video was. Here's mm. like, look at the most recent dedicated video I did that's probably not even got a thousand views. Which one would you like? And I'm sure they'd rather pay for the, the more views, more sales. Um, yeah. that's what like fundamentally most people are after they're just after the sales rather than like brand awareness and you know, all those yeah. kind of things that's a great point on, on, on data I, I love when you can actually go into the affiliate program whatever it is and I wish there was just one place that you could go for this but you know there's yeah. all sorts of different <laughs> logins and so many systems right but I like the ones where I think Shopify has got one that actually shows you the conversion rate, it shows how many people clicked. And if you're using Genius as well, you can kind of tie those two things together yeah. and say actually how many people clicked and then went on to buy um because then, yeah, you, you can tell sponsors, right? The next ones, right? You, this, is, this is how I perform normally. Uh, so I'm, you're kind of and, a little right, bit more to, confident. To that point as well, hmm. I remember doing, uh, we did an integration for a similar brand to a brand we'd already worked with. And like, it wasn't performing very well. Hmm. And I could go into the stats and go, well, we're sending traffic to you. I can see we're getting clicks. You're just not converting them on your side. And by the way, we're getting like a 50% conversion rate with like these other brands we work with. So yes, yeah. if there's a problem, it's your problem with your landing page. Can we change it? And actually they responded with, 
well, that's just the brand's landing page. We can't do anything about it. Like, well, <laughs> not my problem. I can't do anything with that. Yeah. I'm, I'm giving I'm you sending you traffic. traffic. Yeah. yeah. And presumably <laughs> it gets even worse if you're dealing with an agency as a third person, a third wheel in the cog. If you're not actually dealing with a brand, but an oh, agency, God. things must... Oh, oh. <laughs> I've hit a raw nerve there, have I? <laughs> mm. That is a right pain in the ass, is it? Um, I, I, I posted a... Was it a tweet or a LinkedIn post recently? I, I had an issue with a, a an agency. I, I don't... I haven't worked with many agencies. I think I've worked with probably two. Sometimes they're great, but the, the, I always believe it's better to have the direct relationship with the brand because you don't know, like, I don't know how much the brand's paying the agency and how much the agency are passing on to me. Mm. And if, you know, if something else comes up in future, that agency is going to choose their top performing creator, not me. So I'd rather work directly with the, the brands. And like, we do all sorts of things. We, we send like reports back to the brands. I've got like a custom YouTube um, studio data analytics thing that pulls data out of my YouTube channel, pulls data out of my um, affiliate like affiliate system and push it, pushes it all together so I can send them one report that says, here's the videos we've made for you, here are the views, the subscribers, the, uh, the likes, the comments, and here's the sales stats off the back of it. And like we can't really do that when we're going through an agency because mm. the agency do it as a, like the, the agency's level and they're not really interested in like the individual level. Um, but the one I posted on LinkedIn recently was basically an agency wasn't paying me and they weren't responding to my phone calls. They weren't responding to my emails. Conveniently, I was told I'd be paid next week. And the day before next week came, the person I was dealing with left the, left the uh, company. And I was like, this just <laughs> sounds... all chestnut. Yeah. 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 Pulling everyone out of the so, trunk, um, weren't they? I, I kind of called them out, not by name on, on uh, LinkedIn. And I then connected with like, I looked them up. They've got like 400 employees on LinkedIn. Mm. And they're a huge, huge company. And I just connected with like 10 of their directors level um, people on LinkedIn, sent them all the same message. And eventually, like a few of them did respond back and it got resolved um, with a yeah big apology. But they did say like, oh, I've seen your post on LinkedIn. Um, I'm, I'm sorry about the problems you've had. And I'm like, well, I don't want to take it down because that's just going to look even more suspicious that you've like threatened me to take it down. But I did update yeah. it and said like, you know, obviously we've, we've spoken and it's been paid and, and thank you very much. But yeah, agencies, I just, yeah. I, I've never heard good stories from people working with agencies. Mm. Yeah, and I just, mean, um, sometimes, and again, you know, uh, um, you're still in a position where you can't say no to a, a lot of things, right? But sometimes you got to go, if it's a brand that is a reputable brand, and even, the, even though it's through an agency, which means you're not getting paid properly, um, sometimes it's worth doing just for that, that connection between your channel and a decent brand. But um, yeah, I'm starting to think, well, I think, I think we're the, past that. The one that we did recently was like a, you know, a, a big like global brand you're like oh, i'd love to work with you of course i'll work with you mm. and you just assume maybe that's the only way they work is through agencies but mm. um yeah it's, that positives and uh, negatives to kind of each one really mm. just one other Definitely. point i've had with the route you've gone with your channel if you were looking at a channel that was much smaller is there a point where somebody might be really keen want to go the route of outsourcing I'm, I'm thinking almost like chasing the dragon is there a point where look you're not making much money yet but they're thinking well if i spend the money it could make me money is there that tip over point where you think it's better just to rein it in learn things slowly or would you say if you've got the money yeah go and get somebody that can make you a good thumbnail spend a couple hundred quid on it it will give you the reward i think the everything's out there on youtube already i mean there are you can hire people, there are courses you can buy and all those kind of things. Fundamentally, everything's already there on YouTube for you to learn. So you can learn a lot of things. And going back to like the, the discussion we're having on like title thumbnails, I don't think you need to go out and spend like a ton of money to get to that position. Like the, the thing for me and the reasons for spending the money is to free time up. 
And that's the only reason I'm spending the money is because I can free my time up that's more valuable to me to either go and spend it with my family or do more work that can earn more income than I'm spending. Um, if you're looking at like buying, like I, I see a common question is like, I need to, it's so expensive, I need to buy all the tech to, to review and those kind of things. And yeah, when you get to a certain stage, you do need to buy the stuff. Like, you know, we, we all spend money on the Apple products and the Samsung products and all the, the stuff when it comes out. Uh, we're not quite at the stage. We're, we're starting to get there, I think, but there's a few brands that will give us the free stuff, but we're not quite at night. No, Apple's not going to give us an iPhone. Uh, certainly not Alex, anyway. <laughs> no, not, not after <laughs> I <what I> said. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but, but yeah, I, I don't think you need to spend money. Like, again, going back to the title of thumbnail, I think the better work is the title of thumbnail. You're better off going with the stuff you've already got or like, or reviewing online. And that's what I got started off with, online software. They all have free trials. Worst case, you can review like, It'll cost you a few dollars to sign up for one month and then cancel the next month. And you can sign up for your affiliate program. Like it's pretty much a zero to low cost to do those kind of videos. Mm. But the, the reward comes from spending the time on the yeah, titles and thumbnails. And how far, you said you were working towards this idea of having titles ready. And so how far in advance would you be looking? And, and do they risk getting dated at all? I mean, I know you said that you kind of sometimes take the approach of sitting back and letting the dust set on some products before making your video. But is there equally a chance if you've sort of had a, a day of coming up with ideas that by the time you reach them, oh, they've gone off the wall and they get scratched? Does that happen very often to you? No, because the I think the videos we're coming out with now, and yeah, they're always going to be like the, um, well, like, like the S23 Ultra, we did a, like a family day in the life with the S23 Ultra. And things like 30,000 views or something, which you know isn't huge for the channel, but I know that will kind of grow over time. Like the... The other approach to that would have been to rush the video and get out the review. And I just feel like taking like the other kind of approach, it doesn't matter if you're late to the party because people are still interested in watching the video and they'll mm -hmm. get a better like end result after that as well. Like the if we weren't taking the approach of spending the time on the titles and thumbnails, we would just be chasing the news of like you know, the Pixel Fold. Google just tweeted today, Pixel Fold's going to be released on like the was it the eleventh or tenth of May or something like that. So like we'd all be rushing and, and maybe people have already got some videos scheduled for like talking about the Pixel Fold and the rumors and the specs and all those kind of things. I'm just waiting to, I'm probably going to have to buy one. I'm hoping Google will send me one because Pixel are one of the, the only, I know Samsung as well sometimes, but they're like one of the only companies that I've actually managed to get into their like teams where they'll send me the, send me the products. So I'm hopeful I'll get one ahead of time. But even then I'm still going to wait my two weeks spend two weeks and figure out how I can make that video that's not like mm. my Pixel Fold review. It's going to be mm. like a different take. And annoyingly, one of those takes is the lifelong iPhone user switches to Samsung. <laughs> it works, right? The formula that works. Because it flipping works every time. And like I've tried every single time to change the title. It just works. And like as yeah. long as you deliver on it, like I am like, I, I still have an iPhone. I now literally have every single product Apple have made in my house because I've had to do the I've got one of those and, and I've already got the script for the iPhone 15 because yeah I know exactly what I'm going to say and it, and it works <laughs> I'm not going to maybe I'm not going to title the same shit but I'll, I'll probably say similar things <laughs> maybe that's what I need to do but, then but, maybe yeah, what I, I need I to do is like get a Samsung the videos. Sorry, maybe I need to switch yeah maybe I need to switch that's the thing that I need to do, clearly. I, I need to stop being so loyal to Apple and just go and get myself a Samsung or a Galaxy that's, or that's a, a thing, Google. I, was like, I wonder if I was like the, um, not, not tying my own, toot my own horn, but I think I might have been one of the original people to do the lifelong. I've been using the lifelong title for like three years already. And like I've noticed maybe this year it's like a lot of people have come out of the woodwork is doing that. Mm. 
And I think yeah. like, and I wonder, but it's like a lot of people have just realized that's a great thing for views and traffic. And so everyone's like hopped on the bandwagon. And it's like, mm. I'm getting a load of shit for like using titles. Like it's my title. Like it's what I came up with like three years ago and it like <laughs> it works. So I'm going to keep it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'm going to look. Because I think I just saw before we started recording, I think Google has, I'm sure I saw a tweet from German, I think, saying that Google have just announced something, I think, a little bit ahead of time. I think they've come out of the product. So I don't know, will you be reacting to that quite quickly then? Or again, will you do your normal thing of just sitting back? Because you said Google do send you product now. No. Yeah, so they they will, they will may send it to me. I haven't, I've actually emailed them earlier this week saying like, please, 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 can I get one? Like, I'm desperate because that's like my, the, the Pixel Fold is like my perfect phone. So I've said like, I love the Samsung uh, Galaxy Fold 4. That's like such a good phone. Mm. Uh, but I love the voice features from the Pixel like ecosystem and like, the Google Assistant and everything. I just want them in one device. And now they've actually got them in one device. So I'm super mm. desperate to get hold of them. But I won't like, I won't be rushing to make my video. We'll be looking to find that that right right angle because I'm going to be competing again with like millions of other people who go out, rush and buy one or you know, Marquez mm. that will get sent one. He's probably already got one now um, trying yeah. to like make their review videos. And I don't want to compete with review videos. I just want to have my own like my own take. Um, that's just me. And it's, it's like simple things. Like we found that um, 10 ways X is better than Y. Like we did the 10 ways the S23 Ultra is better than the iPhone 14 gets like 200,000 views or 100,000 views. Just doing something slightly different. So maybe not doing a review, but just, you know, mm. positioning it slightly Taking a different approach. Yeah. And, and it still like still gets the same views or maybe even more in certain certain uh, circumstances. So yeah, it's just finding the right angle. Google would obviously hit you with an embargo, wouldn't they? But you don't necessarily stick to that. You don't wait for the 2 p.m. on Friday or whatever. You will go beyond that embargo and do it your own way, do it Pete style. Sometimes it, it depends on like if you've got enough time to then then yeah absolutely like um I, I can't show it to you there, there's a, a note that someone literally sent it um, no I can't there, someone sent me something today it's nothing like special but the literally there was like a bit of paper in the box that says please remember the embargo date and time is like in massive right. massive letters I'm like mm. it's and it's 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 not a special product to be honest um but just things like that so so yeah it's very tempting and if I can make it to come out for the embargo then yeah, great. I, you know, I will, but I'm not going to rush. And like, I had that with the S23 Ultra. I had the phone, I think in the UK, we got it shipped to us like a week or two before it was actually officially out. Oh yeah, we got it um, early. Yeah, I remember that. That was that actually quite like, good for me. That wasn't because we're famous. That's because they just shipped it early. Like to people that yeah. legitimately bought, bought it. Maybe they've got like a register of content creators. They're like, oh, actually we should like ship those out first. Um, yeah. But like we got it a week or two early and I still posted it a week, I think after... Um, it had like hit the mainstream. And so I was seeing like probably Alex and I saw like everyone else had posted their like, you know, reviews after owning it for like a week and a few days. And I was like, no, two weeks. My video's coming out two weeks and stuck to yeah. it. And it still performs yeah. like, re like really well. Like my S22 video, I think it's the S22 video from last year is like my biggest on the channel. And my S23 video is equally like on the way to like becoming the biggest, hopefully in, in like less time now. Yeah, I, I really stopped caring about, I mean, I, I do, I do get criticized sometimes for, oh yeah, people, sorry, it's not a review. You've only had it for like a day. It's like, yeah. it's my, it's, it's my video. I call it whatever the hell I want. <laughs> 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 uh, but I to be fair, I think. I bumped into him. I met, met Tom, Tom, the tech chap at a Google event um, in London this year. And there's another guy that I was with him and mm. um, I can't remember the guy's name. He runs like another like million pound, million um, subscriber plus channel. 
And he literally reviews phones every single day. Every single phone is like, hey, this is the latest, blah, blah, blah. I've been using it for 24 hours. Here are my thoughts. I'm like, how do you do that? That's 24 hours with a phone. Like, I barely get it set up and get my apps installed and transfer stuff over. Like, yeah. I just suspect a lot of like these people just literally get a new phone out of the box. They're like, next, skip, 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 finish. No SIM card. Ah, yep, it works. Yep, I can go up and down. I've seen those, yeah, camera, yeah. And that's like a review. And that's not a review. Mm, yeah, not to no. me anyway. No. At least I do take it. I mean, I, I make the effort to actually go out, take some photos, take some, you know, actually not just take it out of the box and say it's a review because then <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Man. Like the, actually, the 8K, yeah. like S23, like whole video you did on that. It's just stuff like that is so nice. Like really, really cool. And the footage is beautiful as well. So yeah, yeah they're harder to make, really right? Beautiful. But it's, um, yeah, it, it, it pays out. I mean, it, it does, but I'm, I'm learning, like you're, like you're saying, right? To be patient as well. It's like, I'm not rushing about the pixel. I'm not even the fold. I mean, the fold is probably the one I'm uh, the, the actually Galaxy fold. It's the one I really want because I built a, a decent audience on that. But I'm I'm relaxed, right? Because I know that when I make the video, it will be it will be nice. I'll spend a decent amount of time and then you know the TLC. But, um, yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's interesting. It's, it's good to hear that that you think that way because it, it's just um, no point rushing. Sometimes. I just don't want to chase. Like for me, it's very much like you know mental health, and I want to. My time is important to me. I, I saw, um, it was really funny. There was a, a thread I saw on Twitter that was, I can't remember what it was now, but like, uh, you're, a, you're a time billionaire. And like, <laughs> basically, if you're under, I think it's like 20 years old or 30 years old, you're, you're like, you've got a billion seconds or a billion minutes, whatever it is, to live still. All right. And you think of yourself as like a time billionaire. And then there was a post from like Roberto Blake talking about like, would you rather have a million dollars or like a 500 subscribers or, you know, what it, one of those things. And mm. then Cody Wan, I then commented saying like, this is really weird. Like I saw your, your post and I saw like Roberto's post right next to it. And it like really puts like things in perspective. And so like, I, I, that's like such an interesting thread to read that time mm. billionaire thing. Cause it really puts things, things in perspective. And I'm just like, Look at that. I, I value my time a lot and I don't want to be chasing things. I don't want to be like having to stay up all nighters just to make videos. Um, yeah. I want to make sure that I'm doing things in my own time. And for me, like the, the YouTube channel, like growth and stuff is great. And I've said this in, in like quite a few places now, but, my like my goal is just to maintain and sustain from uh from like an income perspective i just want to sustain what i'm doing like if i grow great you know if we get bigger sponsorships great we'd love to do that but i'm just i'm super happy with like my life and the the family and the, the house and you know everything we've got now i don't i don't need more so i'm just like i just want to chill out and have fun and like meet cool people and just make some make some good videos that's basically what it's all about awesome yeah, that sounds oh, that's like a good great, rap as well. Approach. Yeah, I mean, because that's yeah. that's if we can get that sort of balance in, I mean, you know, and you sound like you've got your everything you want sorted out, and you know, you've worked for it, and now you're actually trying to smell the roses, well, and just step back, which most of us are guilty of not doing. So the fact that you're doing that, that's a pretty damn good yeah. lesson. So uh, I think we've we've covered. Well, if they give out any more, we probably should charge them for this video. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's, there's a stonking load of content in there isn't there so um awesome, so Pete, yeah. it's uh fantastic thank you for catching up with us it's been absolutely brilliant there's been so much in here i'm actually looking forward to the edit tomorrow now just to listen to it back actually so it's been really great meeting you, no, you uh, and don't forget awesome. send me that the details of that um the the, the ai tool yeah. tool, tool yeah. yes yeah yeah. I'll put that in the yeah. notes um and alex so i'll dare i'll be crying on your shoulder sometime soon with another video tanks so <laughs> all good mate all good we'll, we'll do it together <laughs> yeah okay boys fantastic thanks for your time and uh, we'll be back cheers, with guys. you in the next couple of weeks see you soon cheers guys thank you